Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of An Artist Prepares. This week I am back with Jen Katzer for part two of our conversation. We talk about everything from famous people being in Broadway shows to shows not opening post-COVID and Jen's work as a chronic illness advocate. We talk about speaking your truth and creating a network through authentic work. This is a conversation that you do not want to miss. If you haven't watched part one yet, go back and listen to that before this. And just so you know, I release an episode every Friday, so be sure to hit the subscribe button and follow me on Instagram at AudieLithLebo for the latest updates. Well, without any further ado, here's the show. People go on our social media and they see what we have there. And if they find something that not necessarily is perfect, then we might think that that's a way for them to kind of like cross us off of their list, you know? Yeah. Um, I think there's also a lot of pressure to amass a certain amount of followers and a certain amount of engagement on your social media um because having that sort of clout can help you in the Mm. world yeah a name sells tickets hate to say it but it's true Um, we see it for literally every broadway show that's going down in ticket sales and every film yeah 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 um you know Bringing in YouTube stars and Vine stars and... (laughs) I know exactly who you're talking about. You do. I know exactly who you're talking about. And Disney Channel stars (laughs) and things like that. Yeah. Aren't necessarily... I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not. Listen to the words that come from my mouth. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying that they are not necessarily designed for Broadway. They did not necessarily go through the training that most of the rest of the cast did. <laughs> exactly. And it's a reason why <laughs> your days in your training program are so intense. And yeah. everything that you guys do is so intense because Broadway is that intense. It's not this like... I like to sing and I like to act and I like to dance and now I'm going to be on the stage in the spotlight. That's not Broadway. Yeah, no. Um. (laughs) Broadway is a work environment. And the people that begin, when you begin studying theater, it is for friends and fun and games. Uh, But as soon as you get into like the nitty gritty of a college program or out in the world, it is a work environment. Yeah. A non-conventional work environment, but it is a work environment. Is professional Mm. theater still fun? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Some of my favorite memories have been made in professional dressing rooms. But it is a work environment and there are expectations that come with that. And responsibilities you have. And to be able to hold your body together for eight shows a week and rehearsals and auditions, and any hobbies you have. Oh, and also remember, you have to keep your body in shape beyond what you're doing for the show. Because remember, you have to sing and dance at the same time. Yep. And you have to look good and sound good. Um, so there's training for that in addition to your rehearsal and your show. And you want to have time to do things you like. Um, yeah, it's, it's no joke. The stamina yeah, is I... a lot. 
I think it's so sad um, seeing those big names um, appearing in um, Broadway shows that are now trained for it because there's so many people, talented people out there who are putting in so much time going to open calls and trying to be seen that could do that job much more differently, you know, than um, the big names are doing. And it's kind of... And at the end of the day, something that you'll notice a lot with those big names is they call out all the time. All the time. Yeah. Um, And then people get upset that blah 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 isn't in the show that night where the understudy is going to give you an incredible performance yeah just as good if not better (laughs) um yeah and also the other thing is that those names usually go on when the ticket sales are going down yeah but this is the thing very very few shows are meant to run forever And that's something that I think (laughs) many people don't want to see when it comes to producers. Um, Because it's, you put a show on Broadway, it's great. A lot of people see it. Everyone has seen it. And then ticket sales go down. And then it's a natural time for that show to say bye for now. And then let a new work come up in that theater, you know? Yeah, I think part of that is a lack of viable new works producers are not as interested in new works yeah and audiences aren't as interested in new works it's not that new works are not being created it's that they're not getting money thrown at them to make them actually happen um and also there's a fun phenomenon happening in the film world where a film stays around forever it goes on netflix Mm. and it lives on netflix Mm -hmm. um and people struggle to understand the impermanence of theater and so i think in some ways we do try and create constants in that world but there are definitely i mean if you look at history the biggest hits barely made it to run a year yeah shows yeah yeah it would like if you made it to tony's season that was a huge accomplishment and if you didn't win a Tony, you closed. And if you did win a Tony, you were closed before the next Tonys. Yeah. Um, it's sort of how things used to be. And I think it'd be cool if we could go back there. But producers are more interested in working on adaptations. And they don't want to work on risky things mm. that are going to close. We want to create tourist trappy commercial Broadway. Which, like, yeah. that has its place. Yeah. But even that, like, Frozen is closed. That is... Mm-hmm. I saw Frozen. Loved Frozen. Incredible. I'm a Frozen fan. Yeah. But that is commercial tourist trap Broadway. Doesn't mean it's not good. Just means it is tourist trap commercial Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, I was kind of shocked when I heard that Frozen was, Frozen was closing because it's Disney on Broadway. And Though, they do have a lot of money. And it is a tourist attraction. But the tourists aren't coming. But so. here's the tea. Let's sip some <laughs> tea. Yes. Tell us the tea. Disney is only allowed to have three shows on Broadway. I did not know, know that. that. If you didn't know that. Disney. <laughs> that is a rule that was made in the 70s or 80s. That Disney is only allowed to have three of their properties on Broadway at a time. 
Because otherwise... So now they have Lion King. Do they have Aladdin right now? They have Aladdin. And Frozen. They had Frozen. But there is a national tour going up of Aida right now. They they want to bring into Broadway. They did Hercules Uh at the Public last summer that they want to bring into Broadway. And they're working on a Jungle Book adaptation that they want to bring into Broadway. So they had to pick the show that was selling the least and close it out so that they can bring in a new one. Oh. It was a rule designed so that Disney cannot take over New York City and make it a second Disney park. Because let's be real. <laughs> Could you imagine? They do New have York that City kind of turned money. into a Disney park. Honestly, for me, employment-wise, that would not be the worst thing that has ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you're right. Would it be the most fulfilling thing? No. No. But would I pretty much consistently have a paycheck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tea. That's the whole. Yeah. Um, I actually. This is terrible. I have not seen Lion King. You haven't? Ever. Oh, <laughs> like, I've obviously a, seen the movie. It's such a beautiful show. I've not seen it. I saw, I, like, I saw, like, the tiny baby version at Disney. Um, but, yeah, I have not, I have not seen Lion King yet. I also, I got in trouble for this. I have not seen Phantom on Broadway yet. <laughs> Ten. Oh, and the worst oh, part Jen. of that are you ready for this Christine is one of my dream roles <laughs> and I live There's in New York literally City literally a phantom lottery and I live in New York City yeah I know I'm really disappointed in myself too but I've kind of made it a priority to see the shows that I know are going to close oh oh I feel that <laughs> I haven't seen Wicked yet I yeah. have not seen Wicked I'm in, I saw yeah. Wicked. so, I so I'm in the same boat okay yeah no you're right there with me so I when I yeah, see yeah. shows, I want to see a show that I, like, think is going to close. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. Which, like, yikes. But I, yeah. Like, I wanted to see What's on this Island because I knew it would close. I wanted to see, mm. see SpongeBob because I knew it would close. SpongeBob. I saw Beetlejuice because I knew it would close. Ugh. I kind of like Beetlejuice. I thought it was I love really the fun. set design. Uh, yes, the set design is so fun. I I had a really good time. I went for my birthday. Um, I went with my boyfriend. We had a really fun time. Yeah. But it is also not reopening after this. Because theoretically, yeah. Music Man with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster is coming in. Yup. So true. At least theoretically. Though to be honest, have you who seen knows? have you seen Slave Play? I can't talk. Slave Play or or The Fairview? I did not see the preview, but I did see Slave Play. What did you think about that? Stunning. I know, right? Stunning. Stunning. Um, Yeah, I really don't know what else to say. It genuinely took my breath away. Um, Yeah, just really a deeply meaningful... I want to say that it's a beautiful show, but, like, but I, I feel can't. conflicted I feel, about I feel saying gross the word beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel gross saying that, but, you know, yeah. Like, I don't have words for it. Yeah. Um, it's literally an experience, and I, I wish that, I wish that Broadway could be riskier, and they could bring in more shows like Slave Play. I'm really... They will Slave Play in was still years. running, right? Or did Slave Play close? I, did they close? 
I'm sorry. I don't I know. I think they were running. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I'm pretty sure I they were running, to, but... Like, throughout high school, I had, on any given day, knew what was open, knew when the closing dates were, all of that. Um, that I'm literally going to Google it right now because I need to know. Yeah, that no longer is my brain. My brain is now um, recipes to feed myself in my tiny New York City kitchen in under 20 minutes. <laughs> I think Slave Play was still running. Or no? Did they close? I think maybe they I closed. Don't I don't know. I don't know. But like, know. and anyways, I'll, I'll figure it out. Anyways, that's like, shows like that are like so at risk for closing down. Yeah, I, right now I think some shows. Because they're so experimental. I also think some shows that were set to open are never going to. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Six did not open. <sighs> I know. I know. It makes me so sad. It really does. But I we'll hope, see. I hope they, yeah. I hope they do, but we'll see. Yeah. So, Jen. Yes. Um, other than acting, um, what else? What do you, you're a writer? We know that you're a writer. Oh goodness. Um, yeah. I guess. Because of your blog that we're gonna send all the links to oh, in the little yes. description. Um. <laughs> but what else do you do? Do you have anything else that you like to do? Um. Well, you'll see by my blog that I am a chronic illness advocate um yeah that is talk about that oh okay um yeah Yeah. if you want to yeah. i'm not gonna force you to talk about it but <laughs> I, I i just love because i follow your instagram i follow your blog and i think that the awareness that you're spreading is amazing and Thank you. i especially think that performers don't talk about this and i think a lot of performers think that it's impossible to be a performer and live with a chronic illness yeah so i love what you're sharing but please talk about it yourself yeah yeah, yeah. um so i have ehlers danlos syndrome which is a connective tissue disorder um if you look at my instagram or my blog there's a lot more information about that but it's basically a mutation in collagen um and we're gonna get sciencey collagen is the building yes. blocks for pretty much everything so when your collagen doesn't work right a lot of you tends to not work right <laughs> um, so i present with extreme joint hypermobility which causes dislocations and subluxations which are partial dislocations um mm. i have gi symptoms i also have autonomic nervous system symptoms related to that my veins and arteries are stretchy so my blood yeah. pressure is not easy to maintain but that's mm. that's called pots it's a whole other thing <laughs> um yeah i also have pots um postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome um basically i'm not designed to cooperate with gravity my blood really doesn't like to be in my head and much prefers to be in my feet and when there is no blood in your upper body, then your heart panics to try and keep your yeah. brain functioning. And then your heart rate ends up like 240 beats per minute. And then there's suddenly no blood and then you pass out. It's a whole thing. Um, fortunately, I have some amazing doctors, both here and in New York, that have worked really hard to get me up on my feet. And I do a lot of work on the daily to keep me that way. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think when I was first diagnosed, cause I got sick last year, um, and had to leave school, all that whole thing. 
Yeah. You remember that? That was a whole thing. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was terrified that I would not be able to continue to do musical theater because of how sick I was. And I was like, um, mm. my body isn't the perfect, healthy dancer body that I thought it was. Yeah. Um, and that scared me. And so I looked for people on Broadway with chronic illnesses of any kind. I was looking for, hmm. I was like, does anyone have Lyme disease? Does anyone have MS? <laughs> does anyone have, someone have something wrong with them, please. <laughs> please. Please. Um, and I found a few people, found a few people, but not hmm. that really spoke about it. So yeah. then I said, hmm, I see a problem. I see a problem here. And as soon as I started talking about it, people started reaching out to me and saying, I'm chronically ill too. I'm auditioning for yeah. colleges and I'm sick too. Or I'm a junior in college and I'm sick too. Or I'm living in New York City and auditioning and I'm sick too. Um, and I've started to build this community of people that were more like me than I ever thought could exist. We all have different diagnoses, we're all different ages, we're from all over the world. Um, but I realized that I was not alone in this and that no one wanted to talk about it. And I then, while I was stuck in my bed at home, bored out of my mind, decided I should talk about it. I'm going to be the person that says that Yes, I do perform on stage in front of you eight times a week, but also, hear me out here. I might not be able to be in a show one day because my body doesn't work. And I looked yeah. to Patty Murren a lot and how she was very open about her anxiety during her Frozen run. And yeah. that meant sometimes she couldn't do a show. Sometimes that meant she couldn't stage door. And really, no one looked down on her for that. I'm sure mm. there were a few people that said not nice things, but for the most part, it was, oh yeah. my goodness... I have anxiety too, and I didn't think I could be on Broadway because of it. I didn't think I'd ever be able to do anything like what you're doing. And I said, well, what about those of us with physical issues? I want to talk about that. Mm. So then I started the blog, um, and I kept it very quiet for a long time. I was like, it's not perfect. You know, I'm not a perfect writer. I'm not a perfect... <laughs> talked about this earlier i'm not a perfect writer i'm not a perfect person i'm not a perfect advocate i'm not you know so i kept it very quiet yeah. like shared it with my friends put it in my instagram bio but like never actively talked about it um and i've made more friends in the community and they were like girl start an instagram to really be involved in the community so i started mm. my chronic illness instagram or as i call it a sixtagram <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sixtagram. Sixtagram. It's gonna be the new thing on Broadway. Honestly, like too. everyone's gonna, we're gonna have like millions of Sixtagrams. No, you want a Sixtagram? There's many of yeah. them. Like for, like one of my good friends now um, does a lot of work in LA in film, mm. and she has pots too. Love her. Yeah. Love her. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of my friends ran triathlons uh i have friends yeah. that are lawyers or go to law school um yeah it's, it's like it's a it's a whole community um 
And so I've been more vocal really since the start of May and the start of Ehlers Danlos Syndrome Awareness Month in that spirit. So I love that. Yeah. I I'm getting braver. Yeah. And I, I <laughs> and I think it's so important. I was talking to Carly on the last episode, on our first episode of this podcast, and we were discussing um, creating content that you believe in and that's truthful than you versus creating content that you think is gonna like sell or like that you For think sure. that people are gonna like read and I think that and that's creating yeah. authentic content for your experience you've already made a network for sure and I I don't know how I would have gotten through this year of school without the friends I've made because of the blog and Instagram and all that um but yeah it it amazes me every day the support and love that I get from these these amazing women from all over the world with all different conditions and the support that they're getting from you for sure yeah I I'm always throwing support at them um love them so much but it's this amazing community that I didn't know I was missing and really I would not have needed until I got sick but I think if I'd continued to be afraid of saying anything for Mm. fear of being different or it being something that someone can call me out on or something that a casting director can say well I don't want to hire her because she's sick which like they're not legally allowed to do but let's be honest they do yeah, they, they do. absolutely do. And anyone that tells you that they don't is lying to your face. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, I hate to ruin that for you. <laughs> but I think that a the more that they see people succeeding that are sick, the mm. more it's going to come and confront them. And the other thing is like, if you know, if one of my friends that is sick is incredibly well known in their industry and I have people that I talk to on the daily that will not admit to even their closest friends that they are sick yeah um they hide it and that's exhausting um wow but they do and I'm always encouraging them like when you're ready be brave and tell them Mm. because you've already like you don't have to prove yourself but the healthy and able-bodied <laughs> world thinks that if you're sick you're broken and that you can't you can't succeed um so when they succeed i'm always like please just say something say something because you know there's someone that wants to be just like you that is mm. sick and doesn't know you are um yeah so i hope for all of the all of the high school and middle school theater babies <laughs> that maybe maybe someday if i make my broadway debut that they will be able to look to me and be like ha i can do it i'll be like yes you can yes yes you can <laughs> i i i love you so much I love Jen. You. oh my goodness um, this literally made me so happy just hearing you talk about this and i uh. literally see you on my beautiful Zoom screen that you're literally like glowing up talking about this. Yes. Which which is amazing because you are 
you are talking, you are speaking your truth. Oh, yes. And you are not letting that get in the way of anything. And I think that's so powerful because there's so many people who are too scared of speaking their truth. For sure. Um, And it is scary. It is so scary. And I'm not going to pretend that speaking my truth has come without loss. I have absolutely lost friends and I have lost mentors because of being sick. Mm. But pretending that I wasn't, there came a point where I couldn't. Yeah. And I needed people that listened and heard that part of me too to help me Mm. because there are adaptations I have to make in my day-to-day life and there are things I have to do differently. In a voice and speech class, if I do a spinal roll down too fast, I will hit the floor. Mm. (laughs) So... (laughs) You know, if I'd gone through voice and speech pretending that, no, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. When I passed out, they would have called an ambulance. Now, I don't need an ambulance. I just need them to leave mm. me there and preferably not trample me. I prefer to not get stepped on. Yeah. <laughs> just a preference. Really? Really? Just a preference. Just a preference. Just putting it out there for anyone that... <laughs> If you ever see someone passed out, we prefer not to get stepped on, in case you are wondering. Have someone actually stepped on you? Um, Please say no. I don't think so. Okay, good. I was kind of worried. People that have, like, tried to, like, move me. Um, And part of the joint laxity that I experience beyond, like, benign hypermobility um, is you can literally pull my joints out. So. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. That's, wow. It happens. Like, we'll be playing, sometimes Amoeba pulls my shoulders out and then people get freaked out. It's kind of funny. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of funny. Oh my. It's a little funny. I would literally get freaked out. I'm very, like, honestly, getting diagnosed just gave me answers for what my body had been doing my entire life. So, now that I know what it is, I find it even funnier. Because Mm. in the past, like, you know, sticking my thumb to my forearm, people are like, ew, gross. And then I'm like, (laughs) 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 it's my superpower. You want to see something weirder than that? (laughs) I think you were such a brilliant example of taking things that people would look upon as such a huge obstacle making things that they want in their life impossible but actually taking it to your advantage I am not just because of that silly example but just like in general i am elastigirl and you cannot tell me otherwise (laughs) (laughs) prove me wrong because you're just so authentic oh thank you i love you so much and authenticity is something that in our industry sometimes even though our work is about truthfulness authenticity in people authenticity is, is different something than that's truth. not always there you can tell that the truth true. and not be authentic wow just saying <laughs> yeah life Life is a thing, and we're all we're all doing it. Yeah, and we're all doing I it. I just think it's better if you do it authentically and, yeah, do the things that scare you, honestly. Mm, yes. 
Yes. Do the things that scare you. Live authentically. That's the inspiring words from Jen. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many things about living authentically that are terrifying. But A, the people that you connect with when you are living authentically, you're going to love even more. Mm. Like, let's be, let's be honest with ourselves. We met each other at probably one of the largest disaster times of our lives. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. When you literally do not have the energy to do anything but Mm. be authentic, unless your mom is doing everything for you, which like, we talked about that earlier. (laughs) We talked about how I feel about that earlier. Um, But if you are like really embracing the stress you will meet amazing people at Unifieds that you love forever. Mm. Forever, because you have no energy to do anything but be authentic. Um, and when, you, when you're able to be authentic, then a lot of like internalized guilt and shame for who you are or what you're feeling sort of go away. Like, I yeah. won't pretend that it's always... Like, my Instagram is fairly new, Um like I posted last night that I was having a really rough high pain night because the adrenaline from finals was over yeah and I'd been you know grinding really hard to get through my finals and then my body was like okay nope take a nope um so I think I slept like 15 hours last night um which wow pro tip would recommend (laughs) um yeah I'm like woke up in a killer amount of pain today but and I like I it scares me still to post those things because like I still have the guilt that I'm not as like I'm not the sickest person out there you know there are Hmm. there are girls that I'm friends with that like have more dramatic symptoms than me so like sometimes I even feel the guilt that like I'm not allowed to say that I need people to send some positive vibes my way or that I need someone to have a conversation with me to distract me or that I'm really nervous about a test that I have to do or a doctor's appointment. Um, but the reality is like, I can absolutely say those things Yeah. because that is how I'm feeling. And some of my friends that are housebound from their illnesses they can come to me and they can say that they're having a terrible day and I will listen to them. And when I tell them that I'm having a terrible day, they also listen to me because the reality is everything is relative to what you're experiencing. Yeah. And you can be housebound and have the greatest day ever. Mm. And to you, Audie, that might not look like the greatest day ever. But... Mm. Like, last summer, I'm pretty sure I told you about the greatest day ever when I stayed on my couch the entire day, and my pain was low, <laughs> and it wasn't that hot out, so I, like, was able yeah. to, like, sit outside for a little while, and my mom brought home Gatorade, which electrolytes are a great thing for anyone that has pots. Mm. Shout out, you heard me. Um, <laughs> and it was great, and I was like, this is the best day I've had since I've been home. And yeah. you're like, yes, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah and i'm yeah. like i just think yeah if you're living authentically then and you're living with friends that also live authentically and support you in mm. your authenticity then anything yeah. you say is i hear you i hear what you're saying and i love you for what you're saying 
Those words are so powerful and so underestimated. I, I, this reminds, <laughs> I always think back, this is going to be the last thing um, I say about this, but it re- brings me back to one of those Parks and Rec episodes. Have you seen Parks and Rec? <laughs> no, but I've been told, uh, I've been told to watch it so many times and whenever I watch a show, so it's this one episode. I nap. <laughs> that's, that's honestly, that's valid, but it's this character and, um, I'll watch who, it. I'll watch it this who's, summer. Um, who's pregnant? She's pregnant, right? Mood. And then um, uh, her husband um, or whoever she's date, I the father. I don't know if they're married or not. I can't remember. The I baby also daddy, whatever their Chris? relationship is. Whatever, whatever that is. Whenever she's like, I'm having such a bad day. He's always like, oh, my God, what can I do? Oh, I'm bringing back chocolate. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, oh, uh, do you want me to like do this, do this, do this? But then she's like, you know what I need you to do? I just need you to sit and listen and say, I hear you. I hear you. You yeah. don't need to fix my life. You just need to be there and listen to what I have to say. And um, that thing is so, so universal. And so yeah. Applicable. Whenever I, like whenever I'm talking to my friends or whenever I'm working with kids, this is huge with kids. Um, they'll come up to you in tears and I'll be like, do you want me to fix it? Or do you want me to listen? <sighs> Wow. There's no, like, I'm happy to do either thing, but I want to do what you need, not what I think you need. That, wow. <laughs> I I literally, I literally have no words for you now, Jen. Um, I've never thought about approaching a conversation with that question. That's also, like... But it's... Wow. I think you've heard I, me I, say Sorry, this. I just have like a mind blow moment. Go ahead. When I start conversations or when I haven't talked to someone in a while, I always ask them, what's on your heart? And I got that from a podcast. I don't remember which podcast, but I got it from somewhere. Um, because that is beyond how are you. It is what is actually sitting on your heart. Yeah. Because I don't want to, like when I'm having a conversation with you, I don't want to say, how are you? I'm good. I want you to tell me what you're actually feeling because I want to cheer you on or support you or do what you need, not what I, yeah. not what's going to make me feel good. Because the reality is what's going to make me feel good in the grand scheme of things is my friends feeling supported and having that network, not artificial friendships where we gloss over everything and pretend that everything's happy mm. all the time. Yeah. Wow. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is um, beautiful Jen Katzer. Um, I, I literally, I, I have no words how much our friendship means to me and how incredibly thankful I am that you are in my life. I love you so much. And I and think about that, that I li- <laughs> And that I can literally text you and FaceTime you whenever I need to. And we can talk about life together. That's literally one of the best conversations that I have. It's true. It's true. And to anyone that's listening, you can slide into my DMs and I will talk about life with you too. Yes. <laughs> Like, Audie yes. knows that I do that. Like, people will sign to my DMs, and I'm like, yes. 
Yeah, same with me. If you have anything you want to talk about, I love getting feedback from these podcasts. And I've had several people, actually, when we're talking about it, I had several people. It's only been two days since I released the first episode when I'm recording this. I'm about to listen but, to it. Or one so. day. No, one day. Yeah, I haven't listened I to it yet. Yesterday. I had a crazy, crazy day yesterday. But I'm about to go for quite the drive to return a princess costume that I used for a live stream yesterday. Um, and I'm going love to listen that. to it on my car ride. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm so happy. So I had literally yeah, I no had idea someone who reached. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm so happy because someone reached out to me and they were like, I listened to your podcast and like I hugged my roommate because I just needed because we were talking about hugging people ah! and physical contact. And she just like felt that so strongly and she shared that experience with me and it literally made my day. So like, please, if you pick up anything from beautiful Jen here um <laughs> that like makes your day tell her but also tell me I would love to know make a group chat and tell both of us at the same time <laughs> we'll have like 20 new group chats honestly like, next week honestly do it I dare yes. you I dare you yes I dare you I love that. to ask someone in your life what is on their heart and genuinely listen to them not to make yourself feel better but to support them yes that's that's the dare that's the dare and then when you listen to the next episode in a week, then I hope that you've done that. Um, I was going to say I'm going to check, but I can't check. But I'm just well, like, going to tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about your experience. I love that. Well, Jen. I love you. I think this concludes the podcast. I, think it does. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. And thank <gasps> you so much for showing up and speaking your truth and authenticity with me and the rest of the world. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's the first podcast I've ever done. <laughs>